everybody happy monday <laughs> welcome back to the good stuff smiles for miles podcast i brought on three more of my teammates so welcome to the podcast dalton fisher jackson photo and sam riddle what's up hi guys hola what's up guys okay well guys i'm excited to have you on the podcast today and if you guys have listened i like to start off my guests with a question so in your opinion what running shoe brand is the best and why I am impartial. <laughs> Helpful. Um, I don't know. I wear a lot of shoes, like Nike and Brooks and Saucony. Yeah. I normally wear Nikes. I don't know. I've had Nikes like forever, so I don't know. I haven't got hurt, so. I just kept wearing Nikes. Wow. Yeah, I don't know. They're probably not the best. I feel like all the super fast people wear Brooks, but I just wear Nikes. Nike spikes are good. Yeah. 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 Otherwise, they suck. Yes. Astounding answers. Okay. Okay. Well, let's get into some running questions. So why is it so important to start tracking your mileage, especially for your running shoes? So they don't get worn out, and then you're running on bad shoes, and then your feet get a whole bunch of blisters. It's just a bad idea. Yeah. If you don't track your miles, your feet and legs will get hurt. (laughs) Yep. Don't want to get hurt, so track those miles. Also, you know, then you can keep track at where you are and if you're improving or not. So time and miles, both very important. Yes. Okay, so guys, when I'm stuck homesick, should I be running? It depends how sick are you. Yes. When I when I have been sick, I always run. Really? Yeah. How sick? When I'm sick, I run. Still. I don't always run when I'm sick. It really because does. sometimes it I can't. It depends, I guess. Okay, so is there a certain amount of days people should be running depending on how long they've been running? Six days a week, no matter what. Yeah. Um, in my competitive track season, though, I only run five. So. Oh, my goodness. Unacceptable. Sorry, that's what my coaches tell me to do. Yeah. So you suggest a new runner should run six days a week? Yes. Why? Because. It'll get you in shape the yeah. fastest. Yeah. Well, what if they hurt themselves? They're in a little bit of shape. Hurt, doing is a mind- <laughs> hurt is a mindset. It's not actually. <laughs> okay, well, um, why is running on concrete bad for your bodies? And, like, what can it do to it? It's hard on your joints. Yeah. Shin splints are a common thing from running on cross, I mean on concrete a lot. Mm-hmm. Sam? Yeah, I don't know. I don't mind the concrete. I feel like it, it's faster, but it yeah, you can get hurt more. So when you're running a lot, gravel prevents injuries. Okay, so do you guys like running in the cold or the heat better, and why? The cold. 
Yeah, because the heat sucks, and when you're hot, you can never cool down. And when you're cold, you can warm up when you run. So, yeah. That's facts. That is true. Okay, you guys like, I don't like running in the cold. Or the heat. I don't like running in either. So you just don't like running in general? I didn't say that. I said I don't like running in cold extreme or hot extreme. So what's your favorite kind of weather to run in? Perfect running conditions. Yeah. When, what is that? You know, like, lower 80s isn't horrible. Lower 60s, that's not too bad. 50s is fine. What's perfect running weather to you guys? 60s, probably. Mm. Like 15 degrees. F 15 degrees is your perfect running weather. Below yeah. freezing. Why? <laughs> no way. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It just feels good. You put on some running pants, and you just run in the cold. Yeah. Put some gloves on. <laughs> put some gloves on. Yeah. Just pants. Yeah, just pants. Just pants. <laughs> yep, nothing else. Okay. Well, um, let's move in some faith and running questions. So, running, um, definitely, like, you have to discipline yourself with running. And, like, there's times that God disciplines us. So, um, what do you learn from the discipline that running teaches you and the discipline that God teaches you? And is there, like, anything that, like, is kind of the same with both of them? Well, like, once you stop running, it's kind of hard to get back into it. And it's, like, the same thing, like, if you do a daily devotional or something and you stop doing that for a few days, it's always kind of hard to get back in. <laughs> so the di so discipline is a very important part of that and making sure that you stay on and have a set schedule and that you follow that. Yeah. But you should also be prepared to, like, make exceptions because you're not going to be perfect, but you still want to make sure you have that mindset that you're going to get back onto it and you don't just let it keep sliding. Mm -hmm. Agreed. <laughs> Nothing else to add? Jackson? Sam? Uh, I thought that was good, but... So you have nothing else that, like, how running disciplines you and how God disciplines you and you don't see any similarities between them? Like, how does running discipline you, Jackson? Uh, I don't know. It makes you work hard. Anything else? Uh, it uh, tests your mental toughness. Okay, so how does God discipline you? Uh, <laughs> I think another. <laughs> yeah, come on, Sam. Uh, you you answer that one. Buddy. How does God test you? Is that the question? It's like yeah. disciplines you, yeah. I'm just gonna add something. Failure, Fire. failure causes comes a lot in running, um, and then also like everything you do in life isn't gonna succeed. So failure is a very common part of life, and just getting through that and working through that is something that you also learn a lot. Yeah, Sam. That's good. I don't really know what to add to that. Honestly. Okay, I'm gonna go through the same process I went through, Jackson. How did running discipline you? I agree with Jackson. It makes, it's, I don't know. It's, <laughs> I don't know. Your mental toughness, I guess. Mental toughness. So how does God discipline you? Mental toughness. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Fire. God, fire. <laughs> okay.
Okay, so next question. Um, how do you put faith in running into practice? And, like, um, what are some steps you take to do that? Well, when you run, you are quite literally doing nothing but running. And most often running is, like, a muscle memory thing. So you have time to think while you run. So you normally can incorporate prayer or think about what God has done in your life. And it can be a very reflective time to look back on everything that has transpired over like the last few days or the week. So mm -hmm. there's that. Okay. I have like a, a running devotional. I started reading this cross country season and talks about like each step has a purpose and your purpose is to glorify God and like running, at least when I'm running, it's a lot of time to think. So like t instead of just thinking about worthless stuff that won't matter, you can actually like put your mind to something important and glorifying God and just spending time with him because a lot of times I get home from practice and I'm tired and I'm like busy and stuff but during the during the actual practice you can be thinking and you can be spending time with God and I don't know that's just something I don't think about very much but it's a it's like 40 minutes out of my day each each day that I'm running so that's that's an easy way to I don't know, spend time with God, I guess. Mm -hmm. Jackson? I mean, I just normally pray before I run every time. And then I try to focus on the Lord while I'm running. And when I do, it's super peaceful. Mm -hmm. And just, yeah, but I struggle sometimes and don't think about it. But, yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah, Sam, I liked when you talked about how you can get home and you have a lot of things to do, but it's like if you um, can, if you have the 40 minutes to just run, I think you can spare 40 minutes to be with God or like all the stuff, little things that we do. If we can make time for that, we should be able to make time for God. But um, what is the number one thing God has taught you through running? Like it could be through injuries or anything else, races. tough one. I don't really know. Uh, I don't know. I guess like trusting in him maybe. I don't know. That's not a great one but when I started running I started after playing football in seventh grade and the team was horrible and it was a horrible experience and then I started cross country in started cross country in eighth grade I guess and I don't know. It was it was pretty fun. I was one of the worst ones on the team, and I was just, I don't know. I was pretty terrible, and I'm just stuck with it, I guess. And God is, I don't know. He's helped me improve, and He's given me strength, and I'm way faster than eighth grade Sam would have ever thought he was. So hold on a little bit. You played football. I played football. Yeah. Were you good? No. I, none of us were good. I mean, the team Big didn't. Big line just, guy, really. I was on the line, and I was like five foot three, like eighty-five pounds. Absolute unit. Absolute unit. No, I was tiny, and our whole team was pretty small, except for like a couple of the eighth graders, and we lost every single game, like <laughs> brutally, like forty to zero every game, and it was horrible. And so, most of I feel like half of the boys in our grade played that year. And then the next year, like, four played again. 
Wait, Jackson, did you play? Oh, no. Okay. Uh-uh. Wait, was my brother on the team at yeah, the time? Yeah. Okay. We oh, were yeah, both, I remember that. We were on the line. It was like me, Gabe, Caden, Bowen, Nikhil, Harrison, Matt. Like Gabe, all the Gabe smallest people. I would have been a unit in junior high football, though. You would have been on the line. <laughs> nah, bro. <really. laughs> okay, well, um, back to the question. Jackson, what's the number one thing God's taught you through running? Um, I know Sam said trusting God, but that's honestly the same thing for me. Just because, like, this year I've been, like, struggling with uh, some injuries, and I just need to trust him through that and that he has a plan and just... I don't know, not rush back into things and do it my own way, but just trust in him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Dalton? I'm going to say, like, finding peace when you're running and, like, especially when you're racing. Because I know sometimes I get really anxious before races and it just infects your entire run. And I've, like, because we pray before every race and that really does help to just calm you down and like the nerves because you're just handing over basically all the stress and anxiety from you to God and it's very calming and peaceful and then you can just go out and run the race for God and not for yourself from selfish ambition which is also something that you have to work hard on that you're not running it for your success and your glory and your victory but for God mm-hmm Wow, I almost didn't hear you between all of Jackson's cracking his knuckles. <laughs> Sorry. Right How loud can you crack? <laughs> that was actually my neck. Okay, well, um, yeah, I liked um, what all of you, <laughs> I liked what all you talked about. Definitely God has taught me a lot about patience through injuries with my knee and stuff. But um, running is a gift that God gave us. So how do you use the gift of running to glorify God and show the light of Jesus to others? Um, just being, like, a good sport and, like, congratulating others and not tearing them down, being encouraging to your teammates and stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, like, unlike other sports, when we go to, like, a meet or something, there's a whole bunch of other schools there. So, like, we have a much bigger chance to, like, impact other people on how we act at the meet so I think that's also very important so like when you finish the meet congratulating those like that you finish with or if you are racing with someone pretty much the entire time I feel like that's something that's really important and I know that can be an impactful for a lot of people from other schools mm-hmm. Sam uh, I feel like the coaches always talk about how like we're from Lincoln Christian and we wear the word Christian on our shirt and how we should represent and that people should be able to tell that we we act different and we're just we're not the same as as non Christians. That it should be it should be obvious that we're Christians by the way that we act and treat others. And hopefully that when we perform, if we perform well or even if we perform bad, we we're doing it for the glory of God. Yeah, um, Jackson, I want to come back to you because you talked about um, encouraging teammates um and i talked about this with your brother and carter on the second episode but what happens when there's like you have a teammate or someone else that you're trying to congratulate but they're like shunning you away and they're like i did horrible um what i do is i just leave them alone yeah Mm -hmm. 
Okay. Pretty much. I mean, at that point, there's not much you can do because they probably just finished the race. And I mean, they're going to be they're in just... that mindset and that mood. Mm -hmm. You can try and talk to them later, but for that time, they're probably pretty set in what they think or how they feel. So You can be like Jackson, just Agreed. go sit in the bus or sit in your car and not talk to anyone. Yeah, pretty much. Mm -hmm. Um. <laughs> well, I I want to get into just like nice. um, just like individual base questions. So, Jackson, I'm gonna start off with you. So here's your base question. Um, tell us and the listeners about your experience in Mexicali. Um, I don't know. It was a really awesome experience. <laughs> Anything you know, else? I mean, you were there for a week. Sorry. <laughs> Even though I didn't like know the kids and like couldn't speak the same language as them, like I don't know, I built some strong connections with the kids, and it was super fun. I'd recommend anybody to go. Yeah. Mhm. Mm okay. Um. Did like what was like one of the um, main things God taught you through Mexicali, or like maybe the kids taught you something. Uh, <laughs> I don't know, man. <laughs> God didn't teach you anything for the week you were there. I mean, he did, but like that was a long time ago. Just like the difference in lifestyle. Yeah, like <laughs> like the difference in lifestyle. <laughs> Like, I don't know, just really weird going from the America where we have everything to Mexico where they don't have, like, anything. And they're still, like, so much more happy than most of the people in America. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, good. Um, so, um... <laughs> Sam, here's your base question. Um, I asked around and I heard you like fishing. Yeah. So, um, what does God teach you when you're like fishing? I don't know. It's pretty peaceful, I guess. So, uh, I like being out outside and out in nature, and it's cool to see like everything God's designed and created. Like, I'm always wowed when I see like there's so many different like types of fish and like. I don't know, I love being on the water and seeing the birds and trees and leaves and stuff. So, I don't know, it just, it's crazy to see how, like, how advanced everything is and how God created all of it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I like that. Um, so, Dalton, your base question is, you are musically inclined and um, you're really good at the saxophone. So, um... How do you see God through music or playing your saxophone in band? Well, <laughs> music in and of itself is something that can evoke a lot of emotion and it is one of the most nostalgic things. So just hearing music that can remind you of a certain time will obviously invoke emotion. So I think that's something also really important. But I think maybe one of the main things you can take away from music is how it's all these different parts that work together to form one harmony and, like, sympathy of music that works together. And, like, you can compare that with, like, the body of Christ, which is what we're supposed to do. Because <laughs> we're all different, but we're all supposed to work together 
and work towards the common goal, which is what you see in music. Mm-hmm. Well, again, I couldn't almost hear you with how loudly Sam was drinking his water and letting it go. Wow, Sam. Okay. Um, <laughs> Welcome back to the water bottle ASMR. ASMR. Okay, um, so Psalm 139, 13 through 14 says, For you have created my inmost being. Um, I, you knit me together in my mother's room, I, womb. I pray, praise you because I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Your works are wonderful. I know that full well. Um, do you guys ever self-doubt on what you, um, on who you really are? That is only natural as human, as the world around us does constantly try to define us with moving labels and moving words. And it seeks to basically sort everyone. And we as humans do actually like to sort ourselves. We all try to put ourselves into different categories. So... So I think it's only natural as humans to struggle with identity. Uh-huh. Jackson? Sam? What are we supposed to say? Okay. Do we you ever... Our, or if we question our identity. Or, yeah, do you ever self-doubt yourself on who you are? Um, yes. Just because, I don't know, it's a part of sin and, like, Satan puts that doubt into us. Mm-hmm. To make us question our faith, so we go away from the Lord. Yeah. Riddle. I agree with that. Yeah, Satan plants that seed of doubt in our minds, and I don't know. We just need to realize that our identity shouldn't be from anything of this world. It should be our identity should be in God. Mhm. Um. Well, I know I. Um, one point in our lives, I bet we were all insecure about ourselves, but um, do you ever ask yourself why God made made you the way he did? And, like, do you ever doubt him? Um, why God made us the way we are? Yeah. We kind of talked about something like that in Bible class last year that was, like, each each Christian has a specific role in the church, and, like, even though some roles like might seem more important, really every role is important in it, and the body of Christ can't function without each role. So I don't know. I guess each each person is important, and it's important that we are the way we are. Mhm. Jackson. I don't know. Ask Dalton. <laughs> Dylan, can you repeat the question? <laughs> um, do you ever ask yourself why um, God made me like this, and like, do you ever doubt Him? Again, it's only natural as humans to doubt. It's very much built into who we are. I mean, we even doubt our choices and our actions we made in the past. But also, people want to be something important and they want to be something different so if they feel like they're like everyone else which society basically tries to tell you that you are also like everyone else Mm -hmm. and that's why everyone tries to differentiate themselves it's only 
natural based on that to be why am I made like this not like this I want to be like this because everyone wants to be something they all have this perception of who they want to be in their mind when they're not that then they're going to ask themselves why and mostly they don't want to pin it on themselves like I'm not this person because I'm this but they'll probably go to like I'm that per I'm not that person because God made me like this so then that can create anger and contention between you and God which yeah. is also Satan's plan to drive you away from him and yeah like you said I mean we're human so like we listen to what like the outside world tells us when it's like um we're Christians and we like um if we start questioning ourselves we really just need to go to the word because like there's so many verses like Psalm 139 that just talks about like God made us who we are he made us in the image of him and that's like a real privilege and like um yeah um so what are some talents that God gave you that you are thankful for and that like make you who you are mm. the ability to run I'm thankful for that <laughs> you don't have any other talent besides running um, I mean, I used to play soccer. You don't play anymore? No, I quit. Oh. But, yeah, I was fine at that. So, yeah. Sam? Uh, I guess running is pretty, pretty nice talent. I don't know. Some people are paralyzed, and I'm not paralyzed, so I'm pretty thankful for that. Sorry if you're paralyzed and you're <laughs> listening to this. Anything else that you're really good at that we already talked about in the podcast? Fishing, I guess, but I don't know. It's a hobby. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. It's a hobby. I would like to say mental capacity and the ability to be able to think freely and differently and to have abstract thoughts and interpret the world in ways that animals or the rest of creation can't do. Okay. Oh, I'm sorry, are you not thankful that you have a creative <laughs> mind, that you're intelligent, that you can create yeah. and prosper? <laughs> no? Okay. Let's just say I didn't... Let's just say I didn't quite understand what you're saying, but okay. <laughs> oh, crazy. Um, so, um, this is a simple question, but guys, who are you? And don't just say your name. <laughs> I'm Jackson. I'm Jackson Photo. <laughs> I'm Jackson Photo. Um, yeah. Are we anything if not a part of Christ? Yeah, say That's something else than, saying, just, than just saying, I'm Jackson Photo, I'm Sam Riddle. Say something like, you know, who are you? What defines you is what she's asking. <laughs> I'm a student. Like, the first thing that came to mind. Okay. Yes, there we go. <laughs> yeah, okay. Jesus. That's the right answer Yeah, who there. are you in Christ? We're loved in Christ. <laughs> We're made in his image. <laughs> We're his sons. 
we are Brothers fellow heirs of the covenant through Christ Jesus to the eternal life where we can praise God for all eternity. <laughs> we are Christians. Mm-hmm. Christ ones, you could say. <laughs> <laughs> we are Christ ones. See. Also, all our children of God. I'm surprised none of you That's said what that. That's I said. Well, I can't believe you said something. Fellow heirs would imply we're children fellow, of God. Okay, but because you want to be a child heirs. of someone to be an heir. <laughs> but okay, let's just say people right in this in the 21st century. I don't really think use the phrase fellow heirs that often. Well, I'm pretty sure they know what an heir is because everybody wants to inherit everyone's money. So, what if factual? What if someone doesn't know what it is? You I question their education. You use, <laughs> you use a lot of big words. Air is not big. It's four letters, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> and the word, like, inheritance. So, like... Okay, um, well, like we said, and apparently you guys said, and I missed it, um, we are children of God. Do you ever find yourself ashamed of being a child of God? No. So, or, like, are you proud of being a child of God? Yes. So never once you found yourself ashamed of being a child of God, or, like, being ashamed of what you believed in? No. Riddle? Uh, not normally, but sometimes if, like, someone's like, what school do you go to? I'm like... Dang. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> but besides that, I feel like, I don't know. That's the only time. So are you more ashamed of the name attached with it or being a child of God? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I haven't actually thought about that very much. But I know that's happened at least one time. Well, don't in answers. Maybe you can think about it. Maybe you'll find a new answer to say. You too, Jackson. No, I had a good one, though. I answered it. You just said no and yes. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but I answered the question. I don't know that I've ever been particularly ashamed. I know I've been, like, hesitant and answering before, and I know people have definitely, like, tried to make you feel ashamed, but I don't. I don't feel like I've ever really felt that shame associated that they want me to feel with it. I just, it doesn't come like they say all these bad things about Christians, but at that point they're missing what Christianity is. You can't define something that's like a moral code on how you should live by the actions of other people have done. Everything that is Christianity is defined by Jesus. It's not Mm -hmm. defined by the Catholic Church or the Popes or leaders within the Church or other Christians. It's defined by Jesus. So you can't Mm -hmm. hold those actions against someone else. And a lot of people do that and they create this prejudice that they try to get you to be ashamed of. But that's not what Christianity is. And you have to be careful that you don't find your identity in Christ in that form of Christianity. That is not it. That's wrong. Mm-hmm. Okay. Weird question. Do you guys sing in chapel? Yeah. I sing yes. every time. Oh, do I'm, you really? I'm serious, yeah. yeah. Riddle? Yeah, I sing. Okay. Um, I asked Joel and Carter this question. Do you guys, like, ever find people around you just looking at you weirdly because you're singing? Or, uh, like, judging you? I honestly don't look around. I just sing and don't really care what other people are thinking. 
normally I'm standing by other people who are singing, so it's not really a big deal. Yeah, I'm going to say the same. Normally the people I'm next to are singing, so. Same with you, Riddle? Yeah, I'll be same. Okay, um, so what advice would you give to people who are insecure or maybe doubt themselves? In what way are they doubting themselves and in what way are they insecure? I don't know. You like, know, are like... they insecure in Christ or are they insecure in, like, the body image or... Both. Because those would be different both. answers. Okay, both. Well, I mean, if you're insecure in Christ, I don't think you fully understand the message of Christianity and you probably want to stray somewhere and you have, like, a wrong basis. So you probably need to go back and deconstruct that so you can properly align and understand what Christianity is. And for that, I mean, the best thing you can probably do is read the Bible because that clearly outlines it all and then if it's like a body issue or something those can come from a lot of places but often that still ultimately comes from like a place of christianity because then again you're doubting if you were made wrong in that case so the insecurity really comes from like you don't have a firm foundation in your faith and what you believe in so if you're insecure you're kind of just floating in a void and you're trying to make answers for yourself but these answers don't explain everything so then you have these holes and you can't patch them with what you believe so then they're just insecurities mm -hmm. Jackson advice to people yeah or any like tips or something um, just kind of the same thing. I don't know. Well, if somebody's making fun of you, I kind of just try to ignore it. It's the only way I really deal with it. I pray about it. That's about it. Confiding in others also is a good option. You have people around you. That's your support system. It's very important that you have a good support system. Because sometimes just the encouragement and help of others is something that's important. And Christ does call us to be a community of Christians. So taking off that, then it's also important that you do have a good basis around you, whether that's the church or your family or a really close friend group. Having other people with you is something that is good and we are commanded to do. Mm -hmm. Anything to add, Riddle? Um, not really. I feel like... A lot of a lot of kids are insecure, but I don't know, just need to remember that they were created in the image of God and they were they were created perfectly, so I don't know, I feel like you can hear that a bunch of times but it might not actually change your thinking, but it's still still it's true. Mm -hmm. Well, yes. looks like it's just down to you two because Dawn had to leave. Um Sweet So now you guys get to have some good long answers like Dalton did. Um, I don't think I have the brain for that, but okay. Okay, well, um, like we said, everyone is insecure at one point in time. Um, so we're, you know, they're not alone. So why is it so important to have a person that can, like, help you or that someone you can, like, confide in? Just so you, you remember, like, you're not doing it by yourself, like, People care about you. Yeah, you still have, like, your family at least probably cares about you and close friends. I, I mean, hopefully you have someone that cares about you. I would say most people do, so that's a comforting <laughs> thought, I guess. 
I don't know where I'm going with that. <laughs> Need a dog. Yeah, that, that was a great. That was a great answer until you talked about how you hopefully have someone that cares about you. Like, some people don't sorry, have that. Sorry for the people who don't yeah. have somebody who cares offending about a lot of people. Today. <laughs> hey, you've already talked about people who can't walk, and now you're talking about people who don't have loved ones. Like, come on, Riddle. Um. Okay. Well, last question. It's a question. real problem, though. True. Um, people <laughs> can't walk and don't have loved ones. It's so messed up, bro. Okay, um, well, last question. Um, why is it so important to be who God made you to be? Um, I mean, I don't know. It's kind of just what we're called to do as Christians. Yeah. Yeah, we each need to add. Yeah. Come on, it's the last question. Uh... God made us each individually, and we each have value and are special and have a purpose. And if we're trying to be like everyone else, then it kind of defeats that purpose. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Well, um, we have had an interesting time on the podcast today. Um, any last words to say or... <laughs> <laughs> not really see you guys in the next one yeah um I'll think about bringing you guys back on to the podcast if you guys want to come back on yeah definitely will yeah. you be more prepared next time Have more can't make any promises answers to say potentially are you I'm up? finding something. <laughs> Just let me know when it's almost over, okay? No, is it that weird song that? Okay, um, well, we're kind of basically done. No, we got this song. Is okay. it about over? Yes, we're 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 done with our questions. Sweet. See you guys in the next one. <laughs> See you next time. <laughs>